Welcome to the Odd Opinion Show. No snappy intro. So I have an icebreaker for everyone. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't a snappy intro for sure, though. <laughs> What's our topic? I was trying to think. When you guys told me I was doing the intro like a minute ago, I was trying to think of a snappy intro, and I couldn't think of anything. So I it, just said it out loud. Oh, there you your, go. And, and is your icebreaker how much a polar bear weighs? Ooh. Enough to break the ice. <laughs> Get into it. Get into it. Let's dive. Let's dive right into it, boys. Do you sit down when you pee? Yes. It de- it depends on it's a lot where. easier. <laughs> I think you're the odd man out here, Nathan. Dude, because no, Ray, Ray, I will sit down when I'm at my house. Yes. But that is the only time I will ever sit down on a public oh, toilet. For like relaxation. Yeah. I mean, it's it's convenience. There is something about that toilet time. You don't have to worry you. about yeah. you. You don't have, have to you worry about porcelain. splatter either, though. Like when you sit down, mm. you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You just hit the rim of the water. You don't have to worry water, about aiming when like you sit down. Itself. Like when you are sitting down, all thoughts are gone and you're sitting down. You're relaxing. And then you just let it out. If you're if you're if you're standing up, you the minimum you have to do is aim or you're going to be cleaning up. Yeah. I don't. I stand when I pee all most, the time. Like pretty much, you know, unless I'm going number two. Hard. Even when you're, <laughs> even when you're say, going number two, even you're when like, you're pooping. Oh, yeah. I gotta pee. <laughs> I don't he know. just tries to spin around fast enough. Would <laughs> 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 you? No oh, crap! I, just I put it on the floor <laughs> again. <laughs> you ever tried yeah. to stop your stream? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that hurts. That is so hurts. painful. It hurts. It hurts. I had to do a, a urine test the other day, and like they were like, "Can you pee in the cup?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then I went in there, and I'm like, me. "I like started to pee, and then I filled up the cup, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm still going.'" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I guess I had to pee." <laughs> I think if they give you a cup and they send you to the toilet, you don't start with the cup. You start. And then you, you feel when the no, tank no, is about no. to come to, to run empty. No. And then you start filling the yeah. cup. You never because get then the you pee on the side. You pee on the side of the yeah. cup. Either way, either way, you are not going to contain the pee to just the cup. Well, I do. So but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got pretty good aim, you know? So. <laughs> or you can you don't have you can stop, can stop for a stream, second. Yeah. yeah, you can stop no, no, for no, a no, second. No, 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 and no. then. First rain is always the purest. <laughs> I have I have a topic for today. Oh, it's not about <laughs> is it the first down? is it the first rain? <laughs> <sighs> oh yeah. Hell okay. is other people. Just just hell. Well, no, uh you are correct. <clears throat> fear and punishment as a motivator because you know, as a Bible believing boy growing up and my parents were Bible believers, they, you know, they just threatened me with hell. Just, yeah. <laughs> just growing up, you don't yeah. blame you. Yeah. Even now, you know, it still is a motivator for me to do good things. But yeah. you is know, that a is that a bad thing though? Like, I don't think so. I it's a motivator, but it's not a threat anymore. Like, I, well, I, I think I think using hell on children is a bad thing. Yes. That's like saying I will stab you to death unless you do this thing because no, it's, it's just saying, as vi- hell is just as violent as that. It's saying that the giant badger will stab you to death in hell for a million years oh, yeah. if you do this I bad won't thing. Personally, I won't betray your trust and personally stab you yeah. to death, but someone will strap you into eternal torment and torture you for all eternity. Yeah. That's a little heavy-handed. Sometimes you have to get kind of heavy-handed with kids, though, because they just don't listen. They I just think, don't listen. I agree, kids but I listen. think that heavy-handedness needs to be in real 
real-world consequences. Like, oh, you like playing with this thing? Well, guess what's not happening for the next two months because you defied me or you didn't do what you were supposed to do. How dare you defy me? How dare you defy me? How dare you defy me? It's like that when they're a kid. When you're a kid, you are very um, dependent. Dependent. Because you are dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Kids would just kill themselves, you know, if they were left to their own devices. Some, Mm -hmm. Some adults do that. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I, I think I think children should only be disciplined in as so as far as what is in the here and now. Like to to torment them with an existential crisis and something you can't cut the spigot off of. Like once they're scared of hell, that punishment doesn't just stop when you say, "Okay, the punishment is over." They have a continuous fear now. If you tell a teenage boy to quit masturbating because I'm going to whip you, you know, or like a nine-year-old boy, whatever, (laughs) you know, he's he's still going to do it because that's you You can't give him the reason is only hell. You have to give him a reason grounded in current reality, not in what he's going to do when he dies when he's eighty. You need to go understand that today. You need to stop that because the only what Nathan. First of all, <laughs> stop what, David? What, what, what is it? Let's 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 back this train up a little bit. First of all, if this is a, a teenage kid that's already discovered masturbating, you can't stop it. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible. You, that boy's gonna bop his baloney for yeah. days. Jesus so you need to manage that somewhere uh, somehow else. <laughs> you need to manage that somewhere else. <laughs> that's exactly what I would tell somebody. <laughs> You're gonna have to go take that somewhere else. I just don't know how to deal him, with it. If you tell that kid he's going to hell when he does it, he's gonna climax right to the holy flame he's gonna die on the hill he's gonna die on the hill but (laughs) if you if you teach him how to management other in other ways i think hell as an ultimate motivator motivator as in like use as a preacher congregation thing is a totally different thing as in i think like as in a lifelong how do you want to lead your life in total but to use it as a, a punishment for actions, certain actions and stuff like that, is not a good punishment, in my opinion. Yeah. What, what, what Nate? What? what, Ray? He was scratching his beard over there. <laughs> do, do you want to spank you? <laughs> do you want to spank Oh, Lord, I'm oh, sorry. No. Cut this out. Ray, Ray is following no. up a teenage boy's no. fantasy. I just think a fear, fear would be fear is a good motivator. Well. Because kids won't really listen to anything else. Yes, fear, fear of hell, though, is not a good motivator because that's not something that ends. Fear of, like, people who still believe in whipping their kids, that is an immediate fear. And then once they... I they, believe in whipping my kids. That And that fear passes over. Once they complete whatever they're supposed to complete, like their homework, or they come home at a certain time or something like that, the fear of being whipped passes. If you give them the fear of hell... That is a constant lifelong fear that they have to handle mm-hmm. or for whatever they feel is their lifetime. Do we all here believe in hell? Yes. Can yes. We, yeah. Can we define hell, maybe? Well, I mean, hell is just the absence of God. That's yeah, what I believe. That's, that's what very I think vague, as well. Very vague. I don't think there's fire and brimstone. Like, that's kind of the, like, it I, never says. I think that's a metaphor to describe the pain that you will be in. I, I've had this discussion with my cousin. This is his idea, but I agree with it. Where hell, everywhere right now, in all living creation, God has a presence. Even the Bible backs that up. Mm-hmm. God is everywhere. God is everything. 
Yeah. And to be cast into hell with Lucifer is to be cast outside of that presence. So what little mm-hmm. like satisfaction you have in life, that baseline will to live is gone now. Because there is no God. Like there is something missing from your life that you never knew. Raised like I've been in hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, you have what? What is that? Yeah, but this is even for people who are suffering, there will be even more suffering beyond that. They don't realize how much because well, there you've would never be no been goal. without it. There would be no golden. Mm-mm. What do you mean, no goal? I mean, you wouldn't have to. It sounds bad, but no, it's kind of like you, you don't hell have Hell is to... the absence of God. So the goal is to get into heaven so that you're not. No, you're saying in hell no, there's in, no gold. In hell there would be no golden. There is no goal. It's just yeah. eternal torture. Well, I mean, at some point you would get over it. Torture is the goal. No, see, that's what we think because we've never been without the presence of God. We can't ex- we can't know the pleasures of God, how, like how good it's going to be, and we don't know how bad it's going to be on the other end of the spectrum. Either. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, any torture anywhere, you could get over it. If, you say, if you're going to be billions of years yeah, and an man. eternity experiencing it, if you think of pain as it is now, yeah, eventually you would think you'd get used to it, even if it is the renewal of your skins constantly getting burned off or whatever, because you would experience that pain every day for eternity. So, yeah, so I think ha- eventually you would get used to that. So I think the real, the real pain of hell is mental. Yeah, because you absent of God... And even in the Bible, there's that story about the beggar and the rich man. Lazarus and the rich, and man, the rich man. The rich man goes to hell, and Lazarus goes to heaven. And the rich man can <clears throat> see heaven, and heaven can see hell. So not only do you feel the lack, but you can see what having it is. It is there's for eternity. Well, and then also you have your memory of your life and all of your family because he was asking for Lazarus to go and tell his family. Mm-hmm. Was that a niche case? What? I think it's a representation oh, of I don't think it was niche. I think it was a type for a lot of people who are worried about the worried about the worries of this life. Mm-hmm. No, I meant like that will you have your memories? I think so. Because oh, yeah, technically so. when you go to heaven I don't think you're you're going to have memories. I mean, I, hope. I think technically so. you don't. I mean it it I think you will. No, because there is a lot of evidence that, I mean, Moses visited, was one of the prophets that visited Jesus in the garden. I mean, there are lots of evidence in the Bible that people who have passed on, trying to pass on wisdom or give guidance to people now who obviously retain their memories. And even subconsciously, everyone here believes, like when your grandfather passes away, oh, he's looking down on me from heaven. Everybody believes that when you go to heaven, you retain what you new okay but you know so much more now that you're out there here's another side effect to that you go to heaven and somebody you love didn't yeah there's what then an element of forgetfulness so you forget your entire family because not your entire family that person maybe it's like he 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 can take your sins as far away from the east as from the west which is to say like yeah way out I mean, they say <laughs> like they're gone. They're gone. They say there's no sadness in heaven. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I just believe that God is such an ultimate comfort that, like, yeah. you don't dismiss them. But you don't think verse, about your, you know, your loved ones. I don't know. I think <laughs> maybe some people might have a second chance in the in the next so eternity. I, God's, there's I, a I, verse. Yeah, there's a verse that. that says, uh, "Not one sheep 
he lost not one of all his sheep. He lost not one, you know. And I believe I mean, it's God, referring to his disciples, but what if it's referring to everybody because he loves us all? And yeah, and mm-hmm. I think if God has the ultimate love for us all, he and even the Bible talks about mercy and grace abounding almost eternally. The way that it's mentioned, it says it his where his grace abound, his mercy abounds much more. So if that grace and mercy are true, I feel like there should be some version where every soul gets tried by fire until finally they develop that relationship with so God to it, get into heaven. This is supported by Ray's theory of like what hell is. Yeah. Right? So go ahead. So the the thing that I would counter with that is when Revelations, when he comes back, mm-hmm. there is no grace anymore. There's no mercy. There's no grace. He loses it. It's a sword and a sandal. Yeah. So it's like the people that were left technically don't get a second chance. Yeah. This is in that I mean in if you believe the Bible and Revelations. You don't think it's could be cyclical though? Like Revelations is just the the end of a certain era. Yeah. And there may be like another era or something. God has built cycles. <laughs> <clears throat> not we we reflect heaven we reflect god right everything about earth reflects heaven and god and everything on earth has a cycle that's the cycle we call it the cycle of life yeah, and true. i think revelations I, this is also a fervent hope of mine because if i don't make it into heaven the first time i would love there to be a second <laughs> try you know yeah but mm-hmm. you know there if the cycle of life is cyclical maybe the just by revelations is the end of one age and then another begins. Well, it does say a new heaven and a new earth. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah. A new tree with new fruit, a new snake. Because I can't believe, <laughs> it's hard for me to stomach that <clears throat> there will be millions of irredeemable souls in suffering. hell suffering know. for eternity. But if you have to, if you believe in the good, you have to believe in the bad too, right? Like everything's kind of counterbalanced. If you believe in eternal glory and eternal <clears throat> paradise, then you kind of have to by default believe in eternal damnation and that's where purgatory would come in you would have a certain amount of years that you would do almost like time for those who were in betweeners well yeah. for people who didn't Pass who weren't well who weren't i mean straight up like for you me. murder somebody you I don't really know how to help you, you know, out here, buddy. But you brought your grandma lunch every day. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what. I do. <laughs> hey, you heard the Dave Chappelle joke, right? About what? Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Where it, the crux of the joke, he rapes, but he saves. <laughs> I learned a lot like, of lessons from the Cosby Show. I'll tell you what. <laughs> like, like the the crux is is that people are complex beings. We yeah. can do innumerably good things, but also we can have. Something that is bad about us. Yeah. Yes. Because none of us are perfect. Yeah. Here's my theory of the soul in heaven and hell. Because I think everybody is an eternal soul on the inside. And whether you believe in God or not, when you die, that soul is eternal. So it goes, I think it either stays with your body to get eaten up and torn apart and thrown in the ocean. Whatever, whatever happens, you know, all those feelings that you can still feel with your soul being torn apart, whatever. And then if you believe in God, go to heaven, whatever, then you go your soul gets taken up whole to heaven. You know? Mm-hmm. So hell would be that slow grinding million year process of you decomposing, being sucked into the earth, spewed into space, burnt by the sun, spewed back out, sucked into a vortex, whatever, pointing another rock on another comet, compressed, 
you know, forever. Until you in inhabit the new alien bodies God has created for you. <laughs> You're all, I've ascended. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Then like you that. become an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the octopus with hair and clothes comes from. That's Gareth in the machine. <laughs> Call back to a previous episode. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. So, so hell. So fear as a motivator is a very powerful motivator. So I we mean, can all agree real quick that hell is just separation from God, a, a place of eternal damnation, and you didn't make it into heaven, the eternal paradise, right? Is that what we, we kind of We can are agree saying? that hell is the absence of God for sure. Okay. We so can all we, agree on that. We can all agree that when we are telling kids that they're going to go to hell, <laughs> if they do something <laughs> wrong. You tell a kid that he's going to go to hell, well, you probably shouldn't because well, that's that's very yeah. scarring. <laughs> what we're talking about child. here is you're going to be separated from God, tortured for all of eternity yeah. instead of next to God for that's, all of eternity. That's paradise. the most common representation of hell what people say that's what they believe well, what are you going to scare kids with otherwise i think Whipping. well beat your butt <laughs> i think i'll bring hell to you <laughs> there's an idea physical <laughs> there's but an idea. not in a way that causes harm mm. <laughs> some some harm temporary pain yes. and discomfort i don't think you should ever punish a kid with something about do this for another person <clears throat> or do this not to feel pain which is what hell does. Mm. You're either doing it for God or you're doing it not to feel pain. I think whatever punishment you have needs to follow along the lines of teaching your kid to love other people, you got to love yourself. And to love yourself, you have to practice discipline. Doesn't all morality come from pleasing God? Like knowing or unknowingly? Morality? No. And the purpose of life, that's a different story. But morality, no. There's a lot of people who don't believe in God. They don't kill other people because it's beneficial to them. Yeah, I think they still follow the law. They just don't know they follow the law. So well, they follow them. man's law most of the time. And that's... Morality is an amalgamation of a social contract between people. Not yeah. all morality. No, yeah. Mora was... Morality is anything we believe is good or bad. It doesn't yeah, it's necessarily... It's not a social contract, though. It's outside of us. No, because... No, it is, because we act on what we think is good as bad, and everybody else has a different idea of what is moral and what is not. Yeah, no, but there still is, is actual good and actual bad, not just relative good in and bad. In some societies, though, it is there's you some can, things that happen <clears throat> that are definitely considered bad in our culture. Yeah. Like, there's tribes that... But that doesn't make when it When a person gets to... They're nomadic, and they, when a person gets to a certain age and they become ill, they just leave them to die or, or kill them. Euthanasia. Yeah, and so, that's, we can all agree that's bad, even if they all say that it's bad. But that's they a, don't agree it's bad. They don't okay, agree, but yeah. But if, if, say, they, they were the last race on Earth and the planet was filled with these people, would it still be good? Would it that's be good at that Yeah, place? it would still, that's it would a, be good in their eyes. They would, But would it be good? That's a philosophical that argument mm -hmm. for what is ultimate good, ultimate bad, but that comes down to personal opinion, to be honest. Yeah. And it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it when does. It, when it, it does affects the real world. Day to day. To when an it extent. When it affects the real world, the people around you, it is all a matter of opinion. But if you were you raised, argue, if you were raised in it, you would see nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I know, but it would still be you, bad. You can argue. It would still be bad. You can argue but, for but who said, good or bad. But, but who said it was good or bad? Yeah, exactly. Who's the main? Who's the people who are like this is good and this is bad? That's what I'm saying. It's outside of us. It's from above, from on high. Yeah, but to argue ultimate good or bad, I guarantee you, you talk <clears> to a priest from the 1600s, none of what y'all would say would be the same. I'm not saying that good and bad isn't relative because it has changed over the years. But I'm saying ultimate good and ultimate bad. 
are not relative. They're very objective from God on high down to us. Things that are ingrained in us that we know for a fact to be bad. But if you Even, don't believe in it, if you don't, if you literally do not believe in a higher power, mm-hmm. then why do you still not kill somebody? That's what I'm saying. I think that they still follow the laws of God, so even you, though they don't but know you follow, that they are. You follow think, the rules of man because I'll get in trouble if I kill that person. Or yeah, no, it's beneficial think, to have people like me for not killing that person. I'm, I think that the law stems from biblical concepts that came down from God. Mm-hmm. That I will, I will somewhat agree with. The you, most of go, like in uh, environmental structures, like governmental. Uh, structures are based upon judeo-christian principles the reason why you're you're subject to the a law, lot of the laws yeah. uh i don't agree with that yeah, because japan and china and thailand all came up with laws that have nothing to do with well, christian but not, all, but I'm saying, not all laws I'm not are equal saying, to others though i'm not saying that they're based upon specifically judeo-christian things that just the principles because there's a, all the different religions a lot of them have very similar principles I'm saying the principles are what That's everything's what, yeah, built. Yeah, and like a lot right. of like Buddhism stuff like that, they all developed independent of Christian yes. influence. It doesn't and mean they that all God arrived, wasn't in it, though. They all arrived at basically a social contract. Things that are good are beneficial to most people, and things that are bad are bad for most people. Subjectively. That's the law. Subjectively to that set of laws. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. What but we think is good and bad generally boils down to what is good for a lot of people and what is bad for a lot of people. Yeah. So we can argue that there is an ultimate good or bad because we are Christians. Our laws follow what God says. But even animals have their own set of rules that they set up. You know, I think morality yeah. is a very fluid thing. It is a set of rules that I humans create. So. I think our morality is based on trying to please God. We want to please God. That's part of our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But that is not the ultimate morality because everyone else shares a different set of values, what is good and what is bad. I think it is the ultimate morality. I mean, again, like the aliens thing, it's very, uh, very, uh, you say conceited? What was the word we said? Narcissistic. Narcissistic. <laughs> it's narcissistic to think. But yeah, I think ours are the ultimate morality. I think I think morality, morality is just a relationship that you is is a relationship that you willingly enter into. You think it's bad because that's the relationship you want to have with people. You think it's good because that's the relationship no, that you want to have. No, because if with everyone people. around you was saying that stabbing someone is a good thing to do, that's every, the relationship would, they want to have with people. I might be in there. <laughs> you, can still say, you, you can still say that it's bad and not do it. Yeah, you say that it is ultimately bad because that's what you believe. If they don't believe that it is ultimately bad, for them, it's not ultimately bad. They're going to keep stabbing people. It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it is ultimately bad. It's still wrong. But that's, but that's, 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 that's what the I think thing is. That's the separation. Who, that's what I'm telling you. That's why I'm trying to... That's I think that's what you're not getting is that you're saying it is an ultimate law. I'm saying most of what we consider morality... It's just a desire for how we want to have our relationship with the people around us. And I think that morality that we garner from the world around us is stemmed stemmed off of God and his laws. For us specifically, I would agree. Even other people's morality, what See, they and believe I, is good and bad. I feel like it's more of like how you were raised kind of thing. It's a it's an environmental thing. It's not a... It's the needs of the society that you're raised in. Yeah. 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 It has nothing to do with... We can disagree on this, Cameron. It's okay. I think uh, every everyone agrees with the first three of the Ten Commandments, right? Not everybody. I mean, not the God thing, but like, thou shalt not murder. 
Well, I mean, some, not everybody. Some tribes murder their own. A lot of laws These are, are all just. Wire cases. <laughs> a lot of laws. Well, are, I say everybody. I will protect everyone's right to do this because I want to protect my right to do this. So I want to protect everyone's right to not be murdered because I don't want to be murdered. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Very true. Yeah. Yep. And that's where morality comes from. But then you see where stuff, and you're kind of like, "Well, it's a social." I think it's just a social contract. It's a relationship. What do you guys mean by when you say morality? Just our concept of good and bad yeah. comes yeah. from other people around us telling us what's good and bad. Well, it's what we all agree on is good and bad, and what we agree to govern our laws by. Okay, I lives. think some of our morality is shaped that way, but the underlying big picture, big moralities, our big morals come from ingrained in us. From like God. what? Not murdering, not you know, stuff like that. Stuff that if people were to do it, then you would say everyone would pretty much say like that's yeah, a but bad then person. Even if think, there was an outlier tribe that thought it was good. No, you got to think about all those times other nations are like, well, they're not us, so it's not really murder. Yeah. <laughs> It's not no, murder yeah, because not, they're not no, us. You can just kill any of them. Murder, in fact, we'll just call it war at this point, killing, even though they're not fighting killing back. Killing and murder yeah. is very different. Murder is, murder is uh, what is it, like intent? Something like that. I don't know. But yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Killing and murder are very different things. that intent and a lot of killing. Yeah. But. Yeah. You can kill someone for a good reason and still have murderous intent. Yeah. I mean. You, you can kill someone. To kill and, somebody. You can kill yeah, someone in self-defense, and still intend to kill them, but it not be murder, and feel times. good for shooting them in the face. <laughs> like some people will defend themselves and feel bad that they killed someone, and yeah. some people will will defend themselves and like, I'm so glad I got to shoot somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that's murder. I mean, that's. But it, is it in self-defense it? legally? No. Yeah, legally no, but in the heart it but, is. That's what I'm talking about. That moral law in the heart. That says that was but, probably bad, but I did it anyway. But That's, who says, who made the decision that that was wrong? You in that moment. Okay, well, you're either going to get murdered or you're going to murder somebody. <laughs> what? In self-defense cases, you're either going to get murdered or you're going to murder somebody. Oh, and yeah. yes, Wait, at the end says, of the, I think it's so great. Morality gets so granular, though, because we're already three steps in. Like, do you ever kill anybody? If you do, is it murder? What makes it murder? Intent. That's three steps in. So that's yeah. already... Morality can get so granular that yeah. there's no way that any one person could agree what the ultimate good is or what the ultimate bad is. And I think that our relationship with God, the fact that we want to be good, we want to be in good with the big guy, is what decides what we think is ultimate morality. Yes. We yeah. believe God is real. But if and somebody we want to be on his good side, and that's where our morality comes from. But if someone doesn't agree with that, that is ultimately in the real world not their real. That's not their ultimate reality. Their ultimate reality is whatever set of rules that they follow and the people around them agree with. Yep. Yeah. Which is why we have people that break laws because they don't agree with mm-hmm. the construct of the laws and rules that are in place. Mm-hmm. Or they do agree with it, and they just want personal gain over yeah. it. True. Yeah. So. Hell. <laughs> so using fear as a motivator. Well, in the using hell as a motivator. In I the think current, in the current ecosystem that we're in right now, we actually use fear as a motivator a lot. Yeah. 
because don't say my pronouns wrong boy well <laughs> not only that it's cancel find, culture cancel culture to, no i think everything let's let's bring up something that's not about cancel culture or like a political hot topic let's bring up the amber heard trial right oh what the amber- witch whether whether you think whether you think it is right or wrong what is happening the absolute witch hunt on both sides for both of those people the bloodlust that is out there because of what they what other people think is moral and yeah. isn't moral. Yeah. There is no mercy or grace surrounding this trial. I don't think there's a tribe on earth that would condone pooping in someone's bed. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, that's you know. wrong. Let's just, I mean, some people Chicago. are into <laughs> removed, removed from who was right or wrong. I also have an opinion, and it is the majority opinion. But removed from what is right or wrong, there is nobody calling for leniency. There is no. nobody calling for mercy or grace. We are all mm-hmm. trying to murder them as much as possible. I feel bad I for Amber Heard. I, I, she just got caught up in a lie, and she's not giving it up. And you know, you know how like when you get caught up in a lie, you're just like you try to go along with it. You know, you're just like yeah. You got to lie about yeah. a lie, and then you got to lie about that yeah. lie. That's the problem is you lose track of your lies. Yeah, um, and I think we've all of us have been there, got yeah. caught up in a lie, and yeah, I mean, not Heard been able to work our way out of it. But all. she is also insane. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's like it's that, but, but it's turned too. up to ten because she's on the world stage. All right, let's now. not get bogged down in the Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, my point Free was Johnny is that me, suck at me too. You're either you're <laughs> either I'm kidding. You're either on one side of the fear or you're on the other. <laughs> right. Either you're the one that people are trying to put the fear into, like you deserve it. Let's murder this person. Let's kill him. Or you're the one everybody else is trying to put the fear into. You're the one getting the constant threats and phone calls and letters and doxing and everything else. Nobody anymore will with... It doesn't seem like it because we're inundated with it. I think there's still people who want mercy and grace out there. Who don't Mm want to just use fear. Who want to recognize that people are complex beings. But the majority of what we're seeing now is people are one side of the fear or the other. They want to kill or they want to not be killed. There is no in-between. There's, yeah. there's a balance you have to find between telling your kids they're going to go to hell and telling them that they're fine. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's what I think. That's they're why I think the way they are. That's you're why fine. I think hell is a bad motivator because it promotes that mindset of no middle ground. It's just you're either going to heaven or you're either going to hell. That's a binary. I think when you punish kids, you should go, hey, you're not being, not say it like this, this is too new agey, but in, this is the process of my mind. You're there. not being hip. You're not yeah. being with it. No, you're, <laughs> you are not being your best self. You are not disciplining yourself the way that you should. So I am going to instill the discipline and I want you next time to be able to do it yourself. That's what I think discipline yeah. should ultimately lead to. Yes, but when yeah. you're talking to a three-year-old, yeah, man, yeah you got to find that simple. But you can't sounds use, nice on paper. You can't use fear to instill that mindset, though. Yes, you, you can. can't. You can't use you fear can. to go discipline yourself you next time through fear because fear doesn't last. What is it? Whether to be hated or uh, loved or to be hated, um, when you rule. It's not better to be hated because eventually that's how revolt works. People hate you and then they rebel. You don't want them to hate you. You want them to realize their mistakes and to become better. And you can't do that completely through, oh, everything's okay. But you have to make sure there's a line that you tread where Mm -hmm. you go, this is a mistake. This is why I'm disciplining you. Please realize it. And then as you go on, having the patience to not completely devolve yourself into trying to use fear to get the fastest results yeah but there's a difference between fear and respect that's what i was about to say yeah 
Like, if you demand respect in your home and you say, this is a rule that I set up, I don't care what anybody else says about it. This mm-hmm. is my rule. You live under my roof. But respect takes self-reflection. They have to respect you, which means they have to have their own thoughts about it and respect your opinion over their own. And to use fear, they don't develop that. Can they just have, know that they get punished when they don't. Can you have yeah. respect without fear? Fear is, there's so a little fear and respect. You have to, yeah. It's a healthy amount of it's but not it's fear, right? But it's like the Bible says right. you respect God not to fear him. The beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Yes, but in that context, the word fear is translated out to mean respect. Yeah. Yeah, it's you respect they, is to let someone's opinion supersede your own, but to know that your your opinion still matters. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still like so. I don't want my kids to be afraid of me. I want them to respect me. But, you have but to I want them to know. <laughs> well, I want them to know that there's consequences to their actions. Yeah, a simpler way of saying you're going to go to hell is I'm going to whip you. <laughs> it's kind of like a shorthand for it. It's a it's the same kind of a it's the same kind of a tactic, but it's not as grave. Like it's not as massive of <clears throat> a consequence because it is like for what them Nathan, in that moment. Nathan was saying. Well, but it's like further down. I'm the going road. to whip you. But we're going to get past this. Like mm-hmm. he was saying, if you say you're going to go to hell if you don't stop doing this, that weighs on them and sits with them because it's internal. And it, it's they have the rest of their life. And years down the road, they're going to be thinking that. like, I don't do that anymore, but I used to. And is that going to still send me to hell? Have I not yeah. repented enough? Or I think when you spank a child, you're kind of intrinsically saying you're bringing hell to them for a little bit, you know? It's like you can say that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could say I'm going to give you a taste of what hell well, feels like, boy. Yeah, fear. It's kind of the same. Fear thing. is an immensely powerful motivator. It's one of the strongest motivators yeah. in any situation. Let me put this out, but okay. it's not the most healthy in a mass majority of situations. It's not the most healthy motivator that you can use. Probably not, but it is the most. Fear is very important in certain circumstances. Like if there's a nine foot bear right Mm -hmm. next to me, I am going to be terrified. Yeah, and I'm going to run, or shoot it, and then run. Let's put it this way: fear shut down our world. Yeah, yeah. Fear also made us respect cleanliness. Did it? Mm. Yeah, I like how people. Not some people. People are paying more attention to their uh, germs. Here's the problem I have with using fear as a motivator: is that you induce cowardice. Yeah, you teach them to be a coward. Or you can bring out bravery too. Yeah, but if in a situation where you're disciplining, bringing out bravery means rebelling against you. (laughs) Which I'm all for sometimes. You know, (laughs) let me put this out there. I don't (laughs) smack you down, boy. (laughs) Uh, I don't. I don't spank my child often, and I use it as a last resort when words won't help anymore. You know, and actions are becoming to the getting to a boiling point. But I haven't ever, I haven't ever spanked my daughter without explaining to her afterwards why I spanked her. You know. Yeah, and that's that's healthy. And getting and like making sure that she knows, that she, you like she her. can repeat, like she can repeat back to me like why I spanked her. You know, well, and then, I'm not doing it, doing it right away. Like we'll come back later. Well, and then making sure that she knows that you still love her. You just did not love the actions that she was, yeah, taking part in. And I think it could be the same thing for hell. Like once she gets a little more mature, I think I am going to start bringing the concept in. Once she gets a little more spiritually mature, to where those moral decisions that she has to make every day are going to come down to heaven and hell issues. You know. Yeah. I still think it's a bad motivator. 
I think hell should stay in the church and shouldn't be <laughs> used between a parent and a child. Yeah, I'm only going to use it for like really extreme situations. It's like spanking. It's the last resort kind of thing. The only mm-hmm. time hell should ever come up in the household is when you have a strong conviction about something. You say, I don't feel good about having this thing in my house. Yeah. 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 Like, this is not to punish you. This is because I genuinely do not feel comfortable with this here. Right. Hell can actually be uh, an excuse not to spank your child. Like, I'm not going to spank you, but just know you're going to go into the depths of hell forever <laughs> see, and ever and ever. See, I, yeah, see, that's Good not, Lord. That is not what you should say. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not going to spank you, but we're just laughing know. because we know you're joking. <laughs> well, I hope. It, yeah, seems, hope. Yes. it seems Satan has already taken you, child. I need to <laughs> do nothing more. Oh, man. I'm sorry. My hand is You're stayed. one of his, his will, now. I will commune with your mother and we will have another. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take your place. Don't let worry. Us, Go about your have, business. We let us tarry a little while longer. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. It's fine. Uh, Go live in the mountains. I do, think, I, do, I do think there are things that, you know, I don't want my daughter doing. Right. Things I want her to experience on her own and learn her own mistakes. I mean, there's things that we did that are probably like our parents are probably like, oh, my God, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But I've never been threatened with hell. Yeah. Like I've never been like, boy, yeah. you're gonna go to hell for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think <laughs> my parents have never been like, you're gonna go to hell. But as a consequence of going to the church all the time, you know, it was always in the back of my mind. And I think that's kind of how you should use it, not as a motivator or a fear tactic. It shouldn't be like you're gonna go to hell to your child. Yeah, you're, I don't they think you should, should do that either. They <laughs> should know at the end of the day, like, how do you feel about that? Like, it, do you feel clean about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I if, think if you've I, got the, I think the relationship. Like you're a boy? <laughs> I think one of the most. I, no, the boy Samantha. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> one of the most important things for children, though, <laughs> is that you raise them in a way that the religion is their choice. Because if you want them to stay in the church, it has to be something they decided on. Yeah. Like to tell them you're not going to church, you're going to hell constantly. That is just going to make them not want to go to church yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going to yeah. make them not believe in hell. Cognitive dissonance. Well, Put it, it away. It also, Lock it up. It's also because there's no short-term evidence. No. It, it's something that you can't see and you will not find out until after you're dead. Yeah. So it's it's very hard to convince someone of if they don't believe it. Yeah. Because it, you don't have any like physical evidence. Yeah. You can't prove it to them. And the more you use it as a motivator the less it works. Yes. The Haven't gone to hell yet. Let's keep going. It's dangerous to teach them about God then because you can't really prove God to them. No, you can be there no. as support. You can provide, this is what I have come to believe. This is what I have grown to know. These are the scriptures why. Yes. But you mm-hmm. never tell them, this is what's happening to you. You're not a prophet. You're going, this is what I believe. This is what I hope you choose as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say is you have to try at least to explain belief and faith to them because you cannot prove the existence or non-existence of God. You can't prove that a God exists and you can't prove that God doesn't exist. But you, you can't just, so you have to explain faith and belief. You can't play that game because you have to 
you have to be working with them from the time they're born up until you can have a conversation with them around eight or nine when you can explain to them about God or this is what I believe and well, we I hope mean, you believe. You would bring them to church. You bring them there. You you you, you teach you, them the verses. You go through the motions. You yes, know, yeah, but then whenever it becomes their time to believe in it, it's not your decision. It's theirs yeah. because if it's your decision, they won't they won't believe it anyway. Yeah. You just already gotta, instilled it in them. Though. You just got to avoid saying certain things like you will. This is certain. Like these, you can't. You can't say these things are certain. You have to make sure that your language is, this is what I believe to be true, this is what I want you to believe to be true. These are. This is why I believe it. This is the evidence in my life. This is the evidence in the scripture. But you don't have to tell them this is and always is because they're already going to hear that in church. They just need support from you. They don't need mm. to feel the same pressure that they're feeling in church mm. at the house because that's how I've seen so many people lose their faith i think the church is like school in that it's not the main place where they should be getting their meat you know their bread because it should be the school is where you know they get the main crux of their knowledge but at home is where everything's fortified and backed up yeah it should be the same thing at church i think you're the support and the guiding hand but you can't be grabbing them by the neck and pushing them they need to they need to be mm. able to make their own decision because when they hit college, when they hit high school, when they hit a new job, when they move away from home, they need that strength on their own. I don't know, man. You need a heavy hand with kids. You kind of have to when they're when they're young because kids left to their own devices become little monsters. Yeah, but I don't I'm think you, they're all monsters anyway. What are you talking? About? I was talking to a math. <laughs> I was talking to a math teacher today, and I was like, "What's one thing that like you would notice with this generation of kids?" And she was like, "They're really rude. Kids these days are just really rude. Teenagers." And I think it's a consequence of parents not having a heavy fist because they had a heavy fist when they were growing up. I, you know? I think it's more of a consequence of parents not having a healthy investment in their kids. It's it's kids having kids and not being able to raise them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's the absence of parental figures that actually care and invest I, time and energy. And I wouldn't say. The same, I'm kind of saying the same thing. I wouldn't not say a parent that's involved and in there because a parent that is involved is kind of going to have to get a heavy fist before long or else a child is going to run roughshod over them. It's helicopter parents. Their kids are growing up. And so they're treating their kids with an even lighter hand than their parents did. Yeah. Or so they're, and it's not necessarily that you need to crack down on these kids. You mm-hmm. just don't always agree with them. That's the problem. These parents are always agreeing with these kids. If that kid says, this teacher did to me, they're like, why would that teacher do that? Why are they failing you in that class? I know you're a smart kid without asking any questions. Yeah, yeah. and also their kid can never do anything wrong. That's a lot of what I've seen yeah. over the past Which couple again, months. It's like a- you, you cannot have the attitude that my kid is perfect and they will never do anything wrong and how dare you try to fail my kid you have to have a heavy hand on them and be right. like why are you failing but at the same time you also have to give them grace yes mm-hmm. yeah you have to be like a very important part right there yes you yeah. have to go we need to change this i don't know the full situation yeah. at school let's see but what we need to work together and this is going to have to turn around yeah if your kid comes home from school and it says like he he hit another kid you know he bit another kid he whatever like they were like why they were in class and they just had a kerfuffle <laughs> why are you talking about my kid <laughs> no I'm that's talking every about, kid what are you talking about yeah, no. <laughs> uh, i was i was no i was thinking about a kid in my class when i was young he uh he like we were in class and they had a kerfuffle and he jumped on the other kid and started biting him you know and like he got sent home and everything yeah and i was just thinking right now like like what do you do with your kid when he gets sent home 
<laughs> like trying to eat another kid. <laughs> <laughs> My kid tried to cannibalize that other kid. Do you, what do, do I do? Talk to him or try to reason with him and ask him, or do you take him and like spank him and be like, "Hey, you don't do that kind of I stuff." I have found in those either. situations that asking questions like a therapist works better. Like, yes, because those kids don't sometimes. I, apparently I bullied some people at some point. Their mom came over to my house and yelled at my mom about it. Yeah. But in my you mind, I was not bullying that kid. Like you the other kids strengthening him. No, I wasn't even strengthening him. I was just like pointing all kids out a flaw. Just playing around. <laughs> they just and a kid thinks they're just playing around. Sometimes you yeah. have to ask like what were you doing in this situation? What were, and don't ask for, and if they're just telling you, oh, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything at all. It's like, yeah, but what led up to it? What? Why Why was this hit? Like, just keep asking granular questions yeah. until they have to face Ooh. what they did on their own, like, and you can come closer to the truth that way. Okay, You'll never you, get the full truth. What so, do you do when it's the ninth time that they get sent home for this? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a pattern. Yeah. Then, yeah. then you're going, hey, this is a pattern. I have a sociopath. And, and it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter what you tell me right now. What matters is we're ending this pattern. And what we've been doing is not working. So yeah. I'm about to discipline you very hard until something works. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> like that's that's when that's when patterns come into play. I mean you can't always like you can't rap. always trust your kid. Your kid is gonna lie to you, period. Unless there are kids out there that don't lie, but they're rare. Or they have other issues so. <laughs> you have to worry about. Lying isn't always the one. Yeah. They don't have... Or they don't understand that they're lying. They don't realize that they're lying. They yeah. think they're telling you the truth. Thank you. So, <laughs> it was getting rather dark in the room uh, we're in. <laughs> so yeah. another thing is like, I mean, my mom is... She works with the school. And like, I mean, fourth grade and fifth graders are yelling down the hall like, F you, like, you know, and it's like, where did they learn this from? Yeah, no, where yeah. where did they learn it from? They're just parroting behavior that they've seen in the home. Yeah, and I mean, or, or yeah, or just online, parents. or the way that they their parents let them talk. Like, they might not have picked it up from their parents, but their parents are letting them talk to their friends like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. So, I got sent home, like, a lot in school. I got mm -hmm. sent to the office a lot in school. My parents were called to the school to discipline me a lot when I was a mm -hmm. young mm -hmm. child. I was a horrible spawn of I got, child. I got threatened and that was it. It was like, yeah. nope, I'm good. Sorry. So eventually, like after all spankings, after spankings, after like my parents coming up to the school and having to like make me walk different for the rest of the day, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they eventually like were like, hey, do you like going to the office like, no it's like does anything good ever happen when you go to the office no don't you get a spanking every time <laughs> yes i'm picking so up a pattern mom and dad why why do you keep doing the things you're doing to get sent to the office i don't know mm, my brain's still developing mom and, and dad <laughs> <laughs> but it's like okay so why don't you try something different than what you're doing and playing different with the other kids so you don't get sent to the office and I don't have to come down here every day to spank you. <laughs> See, and that's <laughs> like, where, uh, that's where a parent comes in. I mean, cause yes. nowadays it's kind of like, Oh, I'm going to call your parent. And they're like, who cares? Yeah. Like it's, yeah, when I yeah, got, exactly. when, like, when I got told to me, mean, whatever. yeah, it's like when I got told my parent was coming down there, it's like, Oh God, please, oh God. Don't, yeah, please, see, don't, em healthy please don't embarrass me in front of all of my friends. Yes. I think what you're, but what I'm saying is like to an ex to a certain extent, it didn't work for a very long time until they talked to you until I had that conversation. So supporting what Nathan was epiphany. saying is like, 
Okay, it had to be explained to me because I was a dumb little, yeah. <laughs> little kid. It, I, again, it comes down to wisdom, I think. just It's a healthy balance of whippings and talking tos, you know? Yeah, you have to explain, like, why is this happening? Why are you being disciplined the way you're disciplining? Why are you acting the way you're acting and that's causing this to happen? Mm-hmm. What is not agreeing here? Yeah, because as a parent, you may think you have a full grasp, but you may not know what's going on with some of their friends at school or why they're reacting this way. Mm -hmm. You can't always punish them and expect it to just change overnight. Yep, I agree. And I'm not saying like my parents were bad people. I'm saying (laughs) I was a bad kid. So, (laughs) but And, and honestly, some parents just don't have the time to have a conversation an hour-long conversation with their kids or the know-how every day. you know we are the, one of the first generations who grew up with the self-help things you know because people back then didn't really fo- people didn't really focus too much on mental health you know i'm pretty yeah. sure our grandparents <laughs> didn't have that as a concept in their home i mean but yeah. look at how much look at how much worse it's gotten though <laughs> like everybody everybody's just you're unique you're special no you're not Sorry, yeah, you you're are, not special. You are, you are I think it all stems from all the kids getting trophies at at little kid games. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like no, you lose to a to a certain extent. Yes, self help is good, yeah. but you can push it too far, and we have. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, uh, self help. The self help thing has opened help. the. I, know. Help. I am French. <laughs> I am the French. It's opened the doors to mental <laughs> health, <laughs> which I think is a good <laughs> thing <laughs> because before our generation, like our grandparents, didn't know anything about mental health. Our parents are barely like, like maybe heard it in the background sometimes, you know. But us, like we hear about it every day, like. You know, there's things you have to do. There's patterns you have to watch out for. There's ways of thinking this and that. Like we have a lot more tools than our parents did, but we've also become too paranoid yeah. at times. Yeah, we're probably taking it too far. Again, it's wisdom finding the balance. Yeah, that is very important. A healthy balance between the mental health and a good spanking on a ham. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> good slapping of the ham. <laughs> I'm just not in favor of instant solutions when it comes to disciplining kids. And I realize that is unrealistic as a parent because you can't always, like I said, you can't always sit down and have this therapy session. Sometimes you just got to be like, because I said so. Sometimes you just got to say because I said so. I would never thought I'd say to them. I always told myself, I'll never tell my kids like just because I said so. Because I always thought it sounds so mean. (laughs) But golly, man. Sometimes it's just like, why? Why? Because I said so. (laughs) Why? Why did you say so? Because I said so and you got to respect me. Why do I got to respect you? My daughter, I told her. (laughs) Oh, you about to find out, kid. She was eating a whole bunch of candy and I was like, baby, don't eat candy. It's going to make your stomach sick. He's going to make your stomach hurt. She was like, if I eat this one, will it make my stomach hurt? You were like, yes. Oh, absolutely. It's not, like, <sighs> it's not no, just the one. No, I was just like, no, baby. It's, it's the not, 50 you know? other ones it's, you had before that at one. At that point, it's just like, because I said not to eat it, that's why. That's why you can't eat the candy, you know? Yeah. But like, I, And I do explain to her. I do It's like, because your but, stomach's going to hurt. Your teeth are going to rot. Okay. You get a belly. Whatever, but, let's, you know, whatever. but let's put it this way. If you use hell as a motivator, it's almost like saying that one piece of candy is going to make your stomach hurt. And it's going to make your stomach hurt every single time you do it. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. I mean, there's a point where you kind of do have to well, but I mean, if, if tell your kid, a white lie, you know? If your kid has a peanut allergy, well, like yeah. if you eat those peanuts, <laughs> that's yeah. a different story. It's going to hurt for the rest of your life. That's You're going to die. <laughs> if you, tell, you can tell your kid, if you don't brush your teeth, your teeth are going to fall out. 
They're gonna fall out. They're gonna rot away. You know? Well, they're gonna fall out anyway. So then you're yeah. you're yeah, lying yeah. to them. So. When are you telling yeah. your kid this? Because they yeah. might fall out in you. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I've been brushing my oh, no. teeth. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you could, you have to tell your kids like they're gonna rot if you don't brush them. If you don't brush them right now, they're gonna. They're, they're, I tell my daughter like, oh, look at all those little tooth bugs on you. Look at all those little bugs on your teeth. Little tooth bugs. I gotta get them off, and I start scrubbing her teeth. See, I, I'm lucky because both of my kids dislike germs. No, so well yeah. to an extent i mean they play in the dirt and all that kind of stuff but they don't like <laughs> yeah. they'll like, play in a sewage pipe you gotta <laughs> if i don't like watch the them long enough you know yeah. if i don't pay attention to what they're doing <laughs> I, they find a sewage pipe they're probably going in it but <laughs> like i tell them like look you gotta get all the germs off like washing their hands they're really good about it as well they don't do a great job of washing their hands but we're instilling instilling the practice it was like yeah. you have to wash your hands you what have you to stealing? brush your teeth we're in stealing <laughs> <laughs> they're stealing the practice from other parents yep. right there it is but you it's just creating that consistency mm. and that's one of the big keys as a parent and dealing with children is you have to be consistent i try to tell my daughter which is really difficult truthful lies yeah. Like the whole <laughs> what? <laughs> Please explain this to me, <laughs> oh great philosopher. Whole, I, I like okay, to like tell them like you know half truths. <laughs> <laughs> I like to tell them the worst me, kind of lies by implying with not saying certain no, things. Like the whole toothbrush thing, it's true. Like you can get cavities and like little germs on your teeth that eat away at your teeth you know they're yeah. little tooth bugs you know you can't actually see them and they're not you know you're I, not lying to them. you're simplifying I, it i'm simplifying a very deeper truth for her you know <laughs> and actually, i'm not lying i'm just telling you what you want to hear my science teacher one time told me about how academia actually lies like that where the first time you learn what an atom looks like yeah, they show you one see, model see and then you Go up one level of understanding, they show you another model, and then you go up another level of understanding, There's they show you another grasp, model yeah. because you start to grasp more and more and more of what an atom actually There's, is. So maybe yeah. the hell thing is to some kind of a point, like a, something you have to grasp as a punishment before all these other punishments start to make sense. Going I, back to Nathan's, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that hell is the top level. You have to introduce them to punishment and work yeah, your way okay, to yeah. hell. Yeah, I think it's the opposite. Yeah, I think maybe so. Yeah. Anyway, starts with a good spanking. <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst case of that was organic chemistry one. They would make rules, and they were like, "You'll never break these rules in 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 like theory. They'll never break." Mm-hmm. And then you get to you get to the second one, and they're like, "You remember all those rules? <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist anymore." And you're that's like, well, "Why did I? Why did I learn lo- rules?" Forget everything you know about. Yeah, yeah that's whatever. Uh, you said one. <laughs> that's that's another rule about poetry that I heard to. To write a good poem, you have to know all the rules and then break them. And then break them, yeah. To properly handle a gun, you have to treat every gun that it, like it's loaded. True. True. To be safe with yeah. a gun, so. you do have to treat it like it's loaded. It's a lie. So point it, you at your, <laughs> <laughs> point it at your head, pull the trigger, see if it works. Yeah. No, if it does. I'm, I'm absolutely not saying to do that. I've Just actually had for that happen. legal purposes. I've had it happen with a paintball gun before. It's oh. like he didn't check to see if it was loaded, yeah. and he shot me like less than an inch away from the leg. Ooh, golly. yeah. We should go paintball. I just found a place in Sulphur that I was gonna say we should go to. It's probably it costs an arm and a leg these days, Maybe. especially with the way air uh, compressed air. I can hobble costs. around. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're we're not as nimble as we used to be, but. right? My left knee doesn't work that well anyway. Remember how we used to hide behind a truck and then charge across the field? Well, I stop at step one. Yes. (laughs) I just hide behind the truck. I hide behind that truck. I lay down under the truck and take a nap. And then I'm like... (laughs) And then I get shot. That wakes me up and I know the game's over. (laughs) Or am I out? I'm out. I'm out. Okay, good. I'm going to go back to sleep. 
Don't shoot me. I'm out. I haven't shot $100 worth of paintballs 30 seconds later. Okay, I have now. I have now. <laughs> or then when you try to refill and you dump half of them down on the ground. Yeah. Oh, my God. Step on them. Like, oh, God, why did you step on my paintball? <laughs> I used to be on a paintball team when I was younger. They used to Sweet. freeze them? Speedball or oh, like woodball? Those are jerks, man. Yeah. Those are also illegal. Yeah, no. What? You don't, Frozen know until paintballs? You, have the, you don't know until you have the welt on your chest, too. Yeah. It wasn't illegal when we were kids. No, it wasn't. It was made illegal. <laughs> Good. You guys are just freaks. Yeah. Those are kids well. who got spanked too much. <laughs> Those are kids. Well, it could be. It's like if you spank them too much, they turn into sadistic maniacs. And you don't spank them at all, they turn into rude little boogers. <laughs> That's a nice way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be fun, though. Go play paintball. Yeah. Sure. Well, there you go. You can tell your kids about hell when they're ready. <laughs> but for now, just uh, punish don't them. use it fear as a motivator. Fear. You have to use fear as a motivator unless to garner respect so that they'll listen to you. So they don't. You don't have to use fear anymore. Well, unless it's necessary. Necessary you can, you have, fear. Sometimes you have to use fear as a motivator. Like yeah, if they're like, playing don't in the stand street, in the road. Yeah. So you don't in get order, run over. In order to not use fear as a motivator, you have to use fear as a motivator to get them to respect. So that they can just listen to you and you don't have to use fear. You need a balance. You need a balance. Yeah. There, you can't use pure fear. Pure fear is yeah. only for life scenarios like getting run over by a car, eating peanuts if you if you're gonna you got a peanut allergy yeah. or anything like that. Like if they're diabetic from a young age, like you have to take your insulin. You can use. Or I'm going to feed that. you this peanut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to feed you this little peanut. <laughs> you ready to die? You know, <laughs> you gotta take it then, boy. But, a- but you want them in other situations that are not life threatening to motivate themselves and to use fear. They will not be able to motivate themselves through fear. Most people crumble under a lot of fear, so you and need to learn how say, to motivate them in other ways. I would say it's better for the kid if you learn. If you learn them how to not <laughs> learn them how to not crumble under fear and use fear as a motivator. Well, if you use fear too often, you create anxiety. Yeah. Fear should true. come from their life, not from you. <laughs> yes. Their fear should be public speaking, all these other things, and then you give them the motivation and support to overcome that and to show bravery. You said Boy, if you don't get up there, you don't get up there and give that speech. I'm going to give you a whipping. I'm going to give you a whipping right here in front of God and everybody. I picked up this fresh cat of nine tails for you today. Oh, jeez. Jesus. I got a mace for you in the back of the truck here. You remember those flagellants? They would hit. Uh, I was told by a, an elderly gentleman uh, whenever my son was acting out, one day that he's like, you need to make him afraid of you. And I was like, I don't believe that that's the right motive. I don't think that's the right approach. <laughs> so he will only act that way when I can't find out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Then they'll do now, stuff behind your back. And that's exactly. some, there's some wisdom to that, but maybe not. Maybe he didn't use it the right way growing up. Yeah. You know, and that's, there a, is still some, wisdom. that's a big thing. Whenever like you become like a teenage parent, like whenever they're teenagers and stuff, it's like when you make a mistake, don't hide it. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot, parents, a lot, will, a will lot of it. them do it. Even if they don't fear their parents, it's like, oh no, I messed up. What do I do to cover this up? And it makes it worse. Yeah, their morals kick in. Well, <laughs> I mean, kids at that age, they fear not being perfect. They fear their parents embarrassing them. There's a lot of things besides, you know, just fearing punishment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I lied a lot as a kid <laughs> to get out of punishment. And to try to get away with it, I, but I also, I, didn't lie. I also, I just, <laughs> I just told them straight up, and they're like, "Oh my, 
<laughs> well, okay, I, well. also, <laughs> I also didn't want to disappoint my parents. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that was a lot of it as well. Yeah. I didn't want to get in trouble. Respect. If they respect you, they don't want to disappoint you. Right. Mm. But they have to also, you have to also kind of instill in them that you can be trusted. And that's very difficult to do. Well, they can there come to you with mistakes. There yeah. are certain things, yes. though, that is very hard to tread that line. Yes. Like, if they did something bad, they know they'll be punished for it. Like, say, they uh, drove your car and smashed the whole front end of the car, but they're able to get a friend to get it all buffed out and everything, and then you might find out later. They know if they tell you up front, no matter what, they're not going to be able to drive that car anymore. So how do you cross the threshold of, like, Tell me, even though you know you're going to get punished. Yeah, that's, he ain't driving my truck in the first place. No. <laughs> if you establish yourself as a disciplinarian, as someone who can discipline, but also someone who can give leniency, someone who can be talked to, I think you can maybe tread those waters. I agree with that. Yeah. But well, that's like, a hard that's, that's a difficult. hard line to walk. And if you if you go too far on either side, they're not going to bring anything up to you because they either won't respect you enough or they're just going to be afraid. Yeah, I think this is opinion. I think that that is established whenever they do something wrong, but it's not a big mistake. Like it's something like it was an accident. They did something. They feel bad about it. And then you can go to them and be like, look, I understand. You know that you did something wrong. There are consequences to this. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Jeez. It's like, but mm. I'm not going to punish you as severely as I could because I know that you feel bad about this. Wah, wah. And you were honest with me about it. Yeah. The honesty thing is a killer. You have to very, you have to highly value honesty from them. And give them grace when they're honest. And still smoke that meat. Jesus. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Where did that even come from in the conversation? Cameron's yeah. just already drifting off into another talking plane. Are we talking about ribs? Smoking <laughs> hams. <laughs> that dry age, 25-day-old rib hanging on the, rib, on the freezer. <laughs> ribs are so good, man. Oh, man. <laughs> How did we get the ribs? I I looked away for a little bit. I think he was thinking Rocky in the meat house where he was punching the pigs and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, Cameron said smoking meat, and I immediately thought ribs because I had some recently, and they were very good. Delicious. All right. So So anyway. Fun fact for the day. uh, Koalas have fingerprints that are so close to humans that they can tank crime scenes. I think we talked about this once before. Did we? So I as a so. criminal, I need a pet mm. koala. Yep. <laughs> it <laughs> needs to just climb around all no, We over. did talk about this because that's the exact thing you said last <laughs> time. <laughs> Here's another koala effect. A koala has a forked penis and a female koala has two vaginas. Did you know that whales have prehensile penises? It was prehensile. It they means can they grab can stuff move it, it and grab it. <gasps> it's like a trunk. <laughs> Do I? Do we have prehensile? No, <laughs> I don't know a man alive. There know. might be, but I don't know any man know. alive. Have you that ever could tried grab to grab something, something with your? <laughs> Personally, I only know about mine, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I've this never asked. Prehensile. <laughs> you can't grab anything. <laughs> it just, just flops around. Stuff, 
<laughs> grabs it and drops it. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Why did I bring up koalas? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no way you could have known that that was going to yeah. happen next. Don't all koalas, like, have chlamydia or syphilis or something? Wow. Yeah, something chlamydia. Like that, yeah. chlamydia yeah. yeah, because the eucalyptus. You know the eucalyptus actually gets them high? Does it? Yes. It's poisonous to humans. Mm-hmm. It gets them high. They say when you eat it, though, when you eat a koala, it tastes like uh, eucalyptus. You just pull one off is, the tree uh, and take a bite. Ah, <laughs> uh, the fruit of the koala eucalyptus tree. Just put it the back. The <laughs> so fruit of the outback. Chunk out of it. Fruit of the outback. Yeah, that one was nasty. That one wasn't right. It's all right. right. It wasn't right. That one, that so, one so was, baby. That one was a little bit bitter. <laughs> He's all right, mate. Oh, man. man once I skewed. Cool. If there's any Australians out there who want to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Margot Robbie, maybe. Margot Robbie. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, me too. Because she has money. Our Hugh Yakman. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman would be amazing. Hugh Yakman. He's one of my favorites. Huge Jackman. Nicole. Nicole Kidman. I keep forgetting that she is. <laughs> She's my favorite Australian. Why really? is that? Why's Lots that? of reasons. Yep. I, can please think, I can think of at least three. That she would all be right, your favorite. All right, all right, okay. Her nose and what else? Is it her butthole? <laughs> For Cameron, it has to be. That was one of them. Yeah, I have kid. to explain. That's a callback to the last episode. Every episode. What are you talking yeah, about? I'm like, <laughs> what episode did you not talk about? <laughs> I don't think you've talked about it this month it's in this episode. Well, until now. Yeah. Cloaca. Cloaca. Jeez. Oh, ultimate bowl. Now that is a callback to the last episode. Mm-hmm. You got a uh, quote got a for quote? us? No. About buttholes? <laughs> No, ah! not about buttholes. All the koalas actually, in early 2020. Actually, bleaching your butthole is changing your ringtone. <sighs> wow. <laughs> that one slipped by me. Uh, wow. Gross. It, does it change the way your farts sound? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, the tone the of color. your skin, man. <laughs> <laughs> the ringtone. <laughs> All right. Okay. Got a got a quote for us over there. Uh, 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 uh. Side note: While he finds that, um, does anybody know anybody who actually changes their ringtone anymore? I think everybody uses the default these days. I have changed mine just because my I dad be and different. mom do. I think. I think older people do. I think anybody over forty-five still changes their ringtones. <laughs> I just have mine on vibrate all the time, so I don't even know what it sounds yeah, like. That's same, fine. same. I actually have a, a Zelda ringtone. But I was surprised because I heard it for the first time in like three years yesterday. <laughs> we were like, whoa, what is that? Whose phone is that? That's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally turned it off of Vibrate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have specific ringtones for certain people. Like my wife's is different than everybody else's. Is it like a warning klaxon? No. No. <laughs> I couldn't find the right one to do that with. Ghost crabs growl using teeth in their stomachs. What? That's metal, bro. It's they have, pretty metal. They have stomach teeth? Bro. They have stomach teeth. That's awesome. I thought you were about to show me a picture of stomach teeth. And I was gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That was a, that was a scary movie. Oh, uh, yeah. There's it's an like elite Venus champion. Trap. Is there? Yeah, and she uh, she's a monster, and she's oh. got teeth all in the front side. Ooh, it's like the thing. Yeah, the, the kind of actually. middle of the guy opens yeah. up and it's just a and it ate him. Huge it eats teeth. his hand. Yeah. Yes. He's like, what? John Carpenter's best. All right, I have it. You have what? The quote. Finally, the quote. we've been talking about nonsense. The quote. I, I just, I haven't. The one and only quote. <laughs> just, 
um, love such an old fashioned word and it I forgot it. Love such an old fashioned It's such word. an old fashioned word it, I forgot how to love. And it <laughs> dares you to care for the people on the edge of the night. This is making no people. sense. I am lost. Never mind. Bro, you were Never just mind. looking at it. No, I wasn't. I was just trying to I was love texting. Love is patient, love is kind. Wife. Love is doing? something, something. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the, All the time. La- it's the last stanza to Under Pressure. I really like that line. Oh. Under Pressure. Love such an old-fashioned word, and it dares you to care for the people on the edge of the night and to care for the people. Oh, no, that's the second one. To care for. Uh, All right. Something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just call the lyricist well. a queen. Oh, wait. <laughs> what? Queen and David Bowie. All right, I'll just yeah, Queens was... Someone take us out. I'm not even going to look Wait, did you see David Bowie or what was the song? David Bowie, Under, Under pressure. pressure. It was Queen Under and David. Yeah, it was Queen. coming down on me all around. Yeah, that's yeah. It queen. Was queen. It's Queen. It's queen David man. Bowie's song, though. <laughs> <laughs> queen is featured in it. Well, unfortunately, both of those lyricists are. Well, I'm yeah. in hell. Let's end this. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll uh, catch you all next time. We haven't done this in a while, so... Um, we're gonna do this episode the anniversary oh we just had our anniversary of one year of recording stuff but i don't see no ring what i was gonna say oddopinionpod at gmail.com exactly we haven't we haven't uh said this in a while but if you want to suggest a topic for us to talk about please please suggest something please dear god um engage with us please oddopinionpod at gmail.com or you can message us on instagram at Odd Opinion Pod. Pictures of otters are also acceptable. Yes. That would be cool. Yeah, you can do that. Tag us in that. Otters are cool. <laughs> Otter opinion. Otters are awesome. Otter opinion. Yeah, yeah that's what we should have called her. <laughs> the Otter Opinion. This is Odd Opinions and the Otter Opinion. I don't want to. I don't want to be sponsored or have our our mascot be an animal that rapes. Wait, uh, what? pretty much half of the animal kingdom yeah, rapes. So so you know what I'm saying? All of, <laughs> all all of the animals. Also, I like river otters. I do not like sea otters for that very reason. Yeah. yeah river otters are cool. River, river otters, otters are cool, bro. Yeah. They hold hands. No, they that's, hold, sea, that's, that's sea, sea otters. otters. <laughs> they hold hands and they also... <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a like. Uh, leave us a five star review. If you didn't like it, still leave us. A if like. you didn't like it, please, please don't tell anyone you didn't like it. In fact, don't bring us up. Yeah, yeah. don't bring us up. Just be Just, like, do what yeah. you're already Keep doing and ignore us. Just like mouth. two ships passing in the night. Keep Just, your keep my wife's name, name? out of your okay. mouth. All right, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right man. All right. Bye, everybody.